This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 270. We are the Fight Disciples. This one dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts, in particular the UFC, but there's other stuff that we talk about as well. Uh, and if this is the first time you've ever come across it, you can get us on iTunes. Make sure you uh, subscribe uh, by searching out Fight Disciples or you can get the Android feeds on fightdisciples.com. What a weekend. What a weekend. Did you watch the 24-hour tape delay? Did you get stuck in there, even though you knew all the results from Bellator 214? Um, because if you follow us on social media, we told you them all. Uh, and then, obviously, the tape delay 24 hours later from the same company that actually owns Bellator uh, decided to stick in on the TV. Absolute farcical. Yep. Proper farce. Box. However, some of the action was actually well worth having a little bit of a nosy in on. Yep, it was. Mm. Shall we start with Aaron Pico? <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. Listen, Aaron Pico, yeah, is the Amir Khan of the mixed martial arts world. Let me tell you. Last week we were eulogising, oh, sh- we were going crazy for him, saying this kid is the the real deal. He is the mutts nuts. I'm still standing by it because I'd still pay money to go and watch this kid fight. Absolutely. His his offense is app. He's basically Liverpool two years ago. Is what he is, right? His, his attack is absolutely outstanding, but he's fucking weak at the back, isn't he? He leaves himself wide open, does the kid. He's a little bit like Amir Khan when it comes to the Amir, uh, entertainment factor. His risk management, when he's in range, he's, he doesn't have it. He doesn't, he doesn't even acknowledge that there's an opportunity for someone to whack him clean on the whiskers, uh, as which he found out at the weekend. He got a bit greedy, did the kid, didn't he? It's entertainment, though, wasn't it? It was amazing. 67 seconds of sheer entertainment, and you can't really... That's what my missus had last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 67 seconds, baby. Twice? Three times. <laughs> um, I, I, listen, I still think Pico's got a massive future in this sport. He just needs to take it, take that loss and move forward, you know, and uh, and come back from it. The, the thing with Pico, unlike most prospects in Bellator, you know, yeah, I am kind of talking about Michael Venom Page here. It's that he's fighting... Fucking tough guys. Corrales was no joke. You know, Corrales not a hand-picked opponent. Corrales, former title contender. Fucking tough guy. A tough fight. Um, and this is not the first time it's happened. Hence the reason why it's not the first time Pico's been knocked out or been beat. So mm. it's... Uh, he can't keep doing this, though, can he? Because he's 22 and he's bit... And that is that was a proper knockout. Yeah. It was right on the button, weren't it? Yeah. Took him clean out. He needs a bit of a rest now. Don't get straight back into the octagon, mate. Have a little bit of a rest. Gather your thoughts. Yeah, go, listen, go work on blocking some shots rather than with your face, and let's uh, and let's get back to it. But you can't deny, you know, six pro MMA fights never been out the first round. You can't, you can't deny that. That's brilliant. Oh, it's never, amazing. Never been past four minutes. It's, it's just fucking super <laughs> entertainment. It is brilliant. You know, he is the ultimate fucking don't put the kettle on now kind of fighter, and you got to love that about him. And again, Corrales is no joke. You know, Zach Freeman on his pro debut was no joke for a pro debut. So it's not like he's getting mollycoddled, but there's got to be a certain point where you're like, fucking hell, Bellator, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? Bring the kid on. Like, build him in. You've spent a fortune on him. I mean, they've spent a fortune. They've been paying this kid wages long before he turned MMA. Yeah, exactly. When he was still trying to get onto the Olympic wrestling team and stuff. And that's the other thing. It's like, you had Corrales hit. You had him done. He's fucking buckled over. He's going. 
why not grapple him? Why not show us you grappling? Why not take him down and, and submit, submit him, him or beat the shit out of you? You an Olympic alternate? You can grapple him. You can put him on the ground and beat the shit out of him, Khabib style. You don't want to. But he, he just, hey, he just wants that sensational one punch knockout. He's here he? for the highlight reels. That's what he's here, man. <laughs> but he's become another highlight reel. His entire career mm. is a highlight reel mm. for good or for bad. Absolutely. And, you know, you've got to love that about him. As you say, he's a baby. He can come again. He's 22 years of age. But the good thing about it, I don't know if you've seen the press conference afterwards, but he just manned the fuck up. Yeah, he did. Like, Listen. That was the most impressive thing. Yeah, that, that was what I loved. That was when I was like, okay, this wasn't no Ronda Rousey fucking go and cry under the blanket bullshit. He was like, listen, you're here when I win. So you, you, you've got to be, I've got Fantastic. to be here when I lose and I'm man up to it and the better man won tonight and I'll go away and spend some time with my family, have a little all day, come back and we'll go again. I'm like, he, he can't get it wrong. Fundamentally, he's got, or he's got the bases locked down. Mm. Pancration champion, wrestling Olympic alternate, Golden Gloves level boxer. Mm. He's got Freddie Roach fucking watching his hands. He's got you know he's mm. he's surrounded by the very best people. But Bellator, it being so unBellator in what and how they're handling them, and it might be because Pico's people are like, and Pico himself is like, no, get him. I want a title shot now. Fucking get me through. But you've got to be honest. You know, on paper, Pico is probably the most exciting prospect in MMA, period. Yeah, that's UFC as well, you're talking. Yeah, period. You know, you know listen, obviously, Darren Till's right up there, and I think Adesanya's right up there, and one or two others. But Pico was fucking certainly one of the... He's certainly the best outside of the UFC. Um, but he just needs a bit more managing, promoting. Are you, are you saying that Eddie Earn should get involved with him? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Eddie Is that Earn. what you're saying? I don't know about Eddie Earn. But get the bubble wrap on that. I just think, that, I just think, it's easy to say, but I just think the UFC wouldn't fuck up Adam Pico the do way you know what Bellator I, yeah, but The thing is, the right, moment. this is the thing. We sit here, we do a boxing show, we do a UFC show, and how many times do we moan about people being monocolored and pointed in the I right know. direction? And then there's one kid that's taking every fight under the sun and we're moaning about that as well. Going, Look after him. Stop, yeah. stop making him fight <laughs> these killers. It's weird because we'll be talking about... Um, MVP and Paul Daly in a couple yeah. of weeks and we'll be like fucking he's someone. been mollycoddled too long <laughs> Bellator fucking hell and it's weird to be saying Bellator have uh, I, I just taken too much of a risk with him but listen it is what it is you live by the sword you die by the sword you've got to love it mm. but if I was in the Adam Pico business I'd be a little bit like what the fuck is going on here what are we trying to build here are we trying to build a legacy because there was talk when we building a legacy as the greatest of all time you know he's People talking shit like he's the he's the MMA's version of Lomachenko. All not, listen, not like that. Not fighting the yeah, way he is. Yeah, but listen, all he needs to do is learn how to defend. That's all he needs to do, doesn't he? he but that's the whole point. He can defend. Yeah, he needs he to can get, fucking grapple like the best of them. He, he needs to go and get. He needs to doesn't want him. He needs to do a bit of Virgil Van Dyke. Is what he needs to do, doesn't he, yeah. son? That's, that's it. it. A little bit of risk management. Just lock it down. Bit of risk management. That's all you need, Aaron. And then away we go, son. Nice, you, nice analogy. Because you've got some fun, fantastic centre forwards, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, what did you make of uh, Fedor? <laughs> Sorry for laughing. Fedor on his day, back in the day, yeah. was one of the greatest of all time. There's no question. Yes. About that. In his heyday, mm. he was the greatest heavyweight of all time then. But a light heavyweight just jabbed and knocked him out yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. He's a bit shot worn, isn't he now? Yeah, he's finished. He's 42. You know, he's... I don't know what more you want us to say. We told you last week this was going to be a shit show. 
let's you know this heavyweight Grand Prix. First and foremost, congratulations Bellator, you did a heavyweight Grand Prix. It actually fucking played out. Yeah. No, res- no alternates required. Mm. Brilliant. That's that's fucking that's that's big, especially with the heavyweights. That's impressive. But let's be honest here. Fedor made it to the final, fighting Frank Mir. Shot to bits himself. I love Frank to bits, but he's absolutely shot. Chael Sonnen, who's got shares in Bellator, vested interest in that it, company, doing it, who well. Gave him the fight. Basically, fucking rolled over and let Fedor win that fight. So it was always going to happen when Fido gets in the final against someone that's actually an athlete mm. and actually capable, mm. like Ryan Bader, that he was always going to get fucking smashed to bits and be found out to be a little old man. And that's just what Fido is now. And it's fine. Fido <laughs> was a little old a man. Great. He's only a year older than you. I'm an old man. <laughs> but Fido is an... Uh, a fucking hell, it's my birthday this week as well. I know. <laughs> um... Fedor is an all-time great, mm. without a doubt. Potentially the greatest heavyweight we've seen. Potentially. It's hard, you know, it's hard to judge over... At the time, Fedor was MMA in his heyday. That was 10 years ago. That was a long time ago. Fedor is not Fedor he once was. He's basically a circus show now. And hopefully this is the end of it. Hopefully we don't have to see him again. Mm. I'd like to think he's financially set for life. I'd like to think he wouldn't have to keep going. But this heavyweight Grand Prix was set up to put Fedor in the final to make as much money as possible for Scott Coker and Bellator. I get it. But he's absolutely been found out against an actual fighter who's probably in the prime of his life. Ryan mm. Bayham is probably in the prime of his life. I seen one crazy bastard on Twitter yesterday saying, well, you, you can't really... Argue. This is an MMA journalist as well from America. Can't really argue now that Bader's got to be top three pound for pound. And I was like... What, across everything? Yeah. In MMA. In MMA? In MMA, now. He was basically saying, Ryan Bader is pound for pound one of the best three fighters in in the sport today. That's what he was saying. Right. I can name three better heavyweights, let, let alone pound for pound. <laughs> All ice heavies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To be fair to him, though, when he, Mate, did, when he left the UFC, he was 7-1 and one on that street, wasn't he? And he, yeah. he probably deserved a world title shot, but he never got one. That's why he left. Because whenever he got within... Touching distance of his world title shot, he get beat. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, and listen, he's on an incredible run. You know, he left the UFC after a couple of wins, came over to Bellator, beat Phil Davis, Linton Vassell, King Mo, Matt Mitrione, obviously in this tournament. And but listen to the names that you're reeling off there, mate. The, well, I started the well. These are that are done. I started well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Phil Davis to win the title, defended against Lytton Vassell, who, who I rank as a who is as a decent light He's heavyweight. Still doing it, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I rank they they good good level light heavyweights. King Mo's finished. Matt Mitrione never got started. Yeah, um, and Fedor's way past the sell by date. I can't knock what Ryan Bader's doing at Bellator. He's a two weight world champion. All the credit to him. He's a fucking diamond as well. I've interviewed him many times. Top bloke. I'm so happy for him. This is why he left the UFC, to become a world champion, to become successful, to become the king of the division. Mm. Two divisions now. Because it, it was never going to happen in the UFC. There was just, guys are just too too good for him. That's fine. He's the king of the second best MMA league on the... Mm. Yeah, probably, I'd say second, yeah, best, second best. You know, I know one, one put on some wicked fights, yet. but yeah, yeah. there ain't no light heavyweight, heavyweight division in one anyway. It's all little guys. So, he's the king of the second best promotion in MMA. That's pretty good. Mm. That's fucking pretty good to go on your resume. That's ace. He's but let's not start blowing smoke up people's ass and saying Ryan Bader 
should now be ranked yeah. in the top five, top three, even the top ten pound for like, pound fighters on the planet because like, you can't do that when you're in the B leagues. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna compare this to football for people listening to this, it's like when Steve McLaren picked David Nugent uh, to play for England when he was uh, doing extremely well in the championship. Yeah? Second tier. Yeah. But you're playing in the international stakes. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, he's one for one, but you know, everybody found out that he wasn't necessarily international class and he can't step up to the Premier League, let's say. That's right. Um, anything else catch your eye from Bellator before I move on to Pickergrams? No. That's it. I'm done with Bellator. Um, I'm, I'm loving the amount of fight disciples that are now losing count of how many pre- uh, performance enhancing drug tests that John Jones has actually failed. Um, don't forget, he's done them for Cork as well. He's been, he's been popped for that. Uh, but my, my, um, my abacus, he's currently on four. Um, two very, very recently, obviously. Um, one when it was UFC 200 and he was supposed to fight uh, OSP. And he got pulled off that. And then one on the... Was it the second or the first DC fight? I think it was the first... DC. Mm. When he fought DC. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, when he fought DC. I was Sorry, I was thinking about the Gus fight. So the Gus fight, there's one that's just gone. He failed pre-fight and now he's failed post-fight. So that's four uh, tests that he's been popped for. But we expected this one. We got told Jeff Nowitzki came out, didn't he? All the lads at USADA. And they baffled us with science. Or bullshit, as I like to call it. And they told us... Yeah, but his body's reacting with, with what he took in 2017 and therefore it's going to flag up for the next seven years and there's going to be this pulsing effect. Absolute nonsense, right? It's based on absolutely little or no evidence. Don't be baffled by this nonsense. Just because it's been on Joe Rogan's podcast and they get over 90 million, da- 90 million downloads and that some geezer called Jeff Nowitzki, who, don't get me wrong, has caught some wonderful drug sheets in his time like Lance Armstrong and they use the word science. Don't be baffled by this nonsense. Go and find me another human being on the planet that is going through the exact same thing that John Jones is going through. Go and find me someone that hasn't had this uh, this drug wash out of their system within 16 to 24 hours through pissing it out of the body, right? Why is he different? Why is he mutant man? Why is he keeping hold of all this drug inside his system, even though it's a grain of salt in an Olympic-sized swimming pool? I'm not having it. I'm not having this nonsense. At the end of the day, he's a cheat. And until it's totally out of his system, he shouldn't be allowed back in the game. In fact, he shouldn't be allowed back in the game, period. But because Nick loves him so much, I'm going to make an allegiance for it, all right? An allowance. It's got to be out of the system, man. He can't keep flagging these up now. He can't keep failing, can he? Because we're, we're now being told that over the next seven years, this is just John Jones. He's going to keep failing tests. No, <clears throat> yeah, but it's it's what he's failing it for. I'm just trying to... Listen, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here. What Nowitzki's saying is, we have now, in the last... 6 12 months made a breakthrough that we can measure this drug down to the a single pictogram right but if we'd have been able to measure that for the last 10 years people who'd ever te- failed it will always fail it because of this pulsing effect mm. what are you saying is there's no reason to detect a pictogram a pictogram is nothing it's that grain of salt swimming pool bullshit but it's it's zero it does zero can't can't enhance you it's so minuscule a measurements it's basically like a, a trace that will always be there. So what he's saying is, why are we even measuring to a pictogram? It's not, it, there's no point measuring to it. Oh, let's measure it. to... Oh, let them all have a go. Let them all get no, on the gear. Let's measure to no, a thousand mutant pictograms. Man. Mutant man. Get in there, lad. Well, that's go what on, they should son. do. Get right up. Go on, Brock. Go on, son. Get it all in. Get it all down your neck. Go on, lad. Feed yourself. Go what on. What need to do is decide that... But listen, somewhere... He's failed drug tests. Yes. He's saved the suspension. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. The boxing's just the same with fucking Canelo. They right. saved the suspension that's handed down to them, rightly or wrongly. Yeah. So they've passed that now. So 
the fact that that underlying thread is always going to be in their system because of this incredible measurement that they're able to now do, that shouldn't come back to 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 be the the common rhetoric every time they have a test. Well, you know, it's John Jones, so you know it flashed up for a pictogram, but we know why because it's pull- just stop measuring the pictogram. You don't need to sit down and go right a thousand pictograms, so you know half a teaspoon of salt in a swimming pool. That is the line where you go, now it's affecting your system. Now it can't be residual. Now it's got to be fresh. We are putting the benchmark then. So whenever we test athletes, we are testing for 1,000 pictograms up. And that way, people who have failed tests, but by law we've allowed to come back into the sport, rightly or wrongly, and I think it's wrong, but rightly or wrongly we've said, you failed the drug test, here's your ban, now you can come back in. You cannot measure more than... A thousand pictograms. The reason being, if you do, it means you've put it back in your body. Anything under that, we expect it there because it's a trace now. It's going to be in your system forever because you're a cheat. You fucked up once, we'll always be able to measure it. But performance enhancing, here's the new level. And that's what you need to do. You need to do it quick. You need to sort it now because you're not the only person around the world going, he's fucking flagged again. Okay, now it made headlines everywhere. But if they make that decision and go, that's it now, the level is a thousand pictograms. Anything more than that, if you've had a previous whatever, that's it. There's no reason to measure lower. That's what they need to do. Because I'm like you. I'm a bit like, you just shrug your shoulders. What if What if you match that? Like Anthony Smith, he's come out and going, yeah, I'm fighting John Jones. Don't give a fuck about pictograms. Don't give a fuck about drugs. I'm going to fight him. Yeah, that's exactly what Mark Hunt said about Brock Lesnar until he got smashed. Then he said he's a fucking drug cheat. I'm suing you. So you can't have it both ways. It needs to be safe. I don't want John Jones the drug cheat. I want John Jones... The reformed drug cheat who's still just a fucking scumbag, but I love him. I want him, but I don't want John Dong to drug cheat. If he's still taking drugs, I want him away from the sport. Don't want him anywhere near the sport. Don't want anyone taking drugs near the sport. Fight sports in general. However, they need to make a decision and need to make it now and go, right, here's the line in the sand. Everyone knows this is what we're measuring for because it'll never go away otherwise because they'll always test and always go, he's flagged up for a pictogram. Yeah, but my attitude then is, your, your whole body should be it should just be clean. Never mind pictograms, a thousand pictograms. Yeah, but it never will be. Pounds. That's what I'm saying. Right, fuck it, him off then. His body never. Fuck him off then. But that's not the rules, is it? Yeah, but he cheated. I agree with you. And listen, I'm in. Canelo shouldn't be in the sport. John Jones shouldn't be in the sport. Cheats. Mm. However, the law right now doesn't say fail once you're out. Yeah. The law says fail once, take a suspension. If you rat on a few people, we'll cut your suspension short. <laughs> That's another thing, yeah. If you're Canelo Alvarez... We can't you make, get rid of him. You make more money than snitch. anyone, we'll just fucking wave the ban completely and let you fight somewhere else anyway because we're corrupt as fuck. That's the law. The law is what it is right now. You get done, slap on the wrists. You get done a second time, maybe a bigger... A slap another slap the, on the wrists. A slap across the arse. <laughs> but it will never go away. So you've got to... Listen, Nowitzki's in a better position than me and you to go... Pictograms, I agree. Nowitzki works for the UFC. Thank you. So he's bound Thank to fucking you. have that opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, if he was saying that, you're saying there's no other athletes because they've only just made the breakthrough to be able to measure to a single pictogram. Yeah. It just so happens that they've only just made the breakthrough on John Jones. But also, don't you think all these other scientists that he's referring to and everything else, wouldn't someone go, actually, I'm more fucking qualified than Jeff Nowitzki? Um, and I'm telling you now, this is how it should work. No one's come out and done that. Mm. Nowitzki has kind of made this big bold statement. It will always be there. It'll pulse. It'll blah blah blah. We stop. We need to stop measuring for a pictogram. No one's come out and countered that. Going actually, Jeff, full of shit. You should always, you know, blah blah blah. There's no one's countered it. So for me, you've got to kind of go, okay. Well, what is the level then? Just tell us what the level is. Mm. 
Tell us what the level is. If the level's 12, 12 pictograms, can't go more than 12. We know. And every time we test John, how many pictograms he got? He's got 11.5. Well, we can't fucking argue then. He's got 11.5. It's pulsing. It's bullshit. I agree, I agree with you. It's bullshit. Cheats in fight sports are scum. But it is what it is. And we're left with Canelo, one of the greatest of this generation. John Jones, arguably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time, to continue to do their shit. Hmm. There you go. Hopefully we uh, clear all that up for you. You're not happy about it. No. And you're not the only one. Mm. Anyway, there'll be more on this, no doubt, when he fails another one in a couple of months' time. No doubt. (laughs) No doubt. Before Uh, we move on to the fight this weekend. Go on. It's probably on your list anyway. Go on then. How good is Max Holloway's social media game? Ultimate trolling. Go on, Max. Fucking tremendous. He's, a, he's in with the Jameson brothers. <laughs> did, did you see the bottle as well? Yeah. He's got his name yeah, on the bottle. Personal. Shit, man. Just so, when you think Cowboy Cerrone is getting the red panty party. That's it. Up pops, up pops Max Holloway. So Max is on holiday. He's in Dublin at this moment in time. He's taking a little bit of a tour around. The lovely Jameson boys have obviously seen He's this. on holiday. Holidays in Dublin. Well, with all due respect, I fucking love Dublin. In fact, I've been there in Aldi. It's amazing. But if I was from Hawaii, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't holiday in Dublin. <laughs> but if I got paid to go to Dublin to visit a certain factory, then I'd fucking go on holiday, my ass. Hashtag promo. That's it. So he's been with the Jameson boys, obviously, in... Uh... Uh, in counter-attack mode versus proper 12. And uh, he's posted loads all over his social media. And as soon as I saw it, I went, you absolute gangster. <laughs> <laughs> he has just basically said, come on then. Are we having it or what? I'll bring my lads. You bring your lads. Let's do it. Absolutely unreal. He's gone to his he's gone to his own city. He's got his upsticks, gone to Dublin to piss all over his fucking grave. That's what he's doing, isn't he? What a lad. Gotta love Max. It was just his, his social media, just him like walking around with a bottle in his hand. He's meeting all the staff at the distillery. Yeah. <laughs> He's and, got a photographer and everything. And it's like, it's, it's, I'm just looking at his social media post now. The first one that went out and it had like millions of hits, obviously. And it was like 238 years of innovation, hard yeah. work, and unmatched quality. Like Max is gonna just suddenly put that into his social media. The lads have gone, listen, we flew you out to Dublin, it's all expenses paid. You got a couple of bottles of whiskey. Stick this on your Insta. Just passes your phone a sec while I just fucking bang this in your Instagram. Absolutely brilliant. The number one Irish whiskey in the world. Oh, fucking hell, Max. Unbelievable. Absolutely unreal. Hit him where it hits. In his pocket. Go for it, Annie. Mate, that's got Connor's attention. Big style. Of course it does. And just when Connor thinking, me and Cowboy, definitely happening. Well, then two have been going back and forth on social media like it's happening. And it was happening. You know, Dane at the press conference was like, uh, that okay, that sounds fucking good we'll to it. me. And Cowboy will go to Dublin. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. But then Max just, you know, hold my whiskey. Watch this. Genius. Absolutely. Very good. Genius. Yeah, very good. I don't good. know who come up with it, Max or Jameson Brothers, but the Jameson, you know, whiskey fan, like they're still alive. But whoever come up with it, fucking remarkable stuff. Absolutely. Trolling at its highest level. Mm. Uh, Forty Lezers this weekend. We uh, rock on into uh, Brazil. Um, Asuncao versus Moraes. It, this is a rematch. Um, anybody that watched the first fight, I think the first fight was in 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. The first fight was um, a split decision victory for Asuncao. I disagreed with it actually that night. I thought Moraes won that fight, but maybe that's why they're rolling it back because there is a few people that think along the same lines as me that with it being a split decision, it was a little bit too close to call. Nice little knock, this. It is a good knock, yeah. And, you know, last time as well, that was... Um... Jose Aldo headlined the card, and this time Jose Aldo was co-main. 
yeah. on it. Do you know why? Why? He turned down five rounds. Oh, is that why, is that why yeah, you knocked yeah. him down he, to three rounds? Yeah, so he, he was, Mocano. Yeah, so he was offered it. Obviously, it's yours, Jose Aldo. He's yeah, a superstar, yeah, yeah. isn't he? Yeah, fuck yeah. So he was, he, I thought. So the, he was offered the five rounds, but his team turned it down and said that at the end of the day, he's spent, what, 11, 12 years fighting five-round fights. Obviously, his last time out, he was a three-rounder, wasn't it? First mm-hmm. time in his whole UFC career that he's done that. Yeah. Um, so they, they said, we want to stick with three rounds. So the fight in uh, Mocano, who's a little killer. Um, over a three-round period, hence, therefore, he can't be the main uh, main attraction. So that's why I think he, that's is, he, right. is he co-main? Is he one down? He's co-main against mm. Moicano, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Asensao Marias is a cracking fight, though. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, Asensao's like, what the fuck has this guy got to do to get a title shot in this bantamweight division? He just seems to have been around forever, mm. beating pretty much everybody and just doesn't get his chance. But um, I've got no complaints about seeing this one again. As you say, the first fight was a belter. Mm. So uh, Marias came back into the UFC after being champion with World Series of Fighting and high expectations and I think is that the only loss he's had against Assen Saib since he came back he's, won, yeah. he's definitely won his last two is it his last two that I've yeah seen? just looking at his record he's like fucking 22 and 1 so he's only lost to Assen Sal. Mm. you know big win against Aljamain Sterling big win against uh, Jimmy Revere last time out both That's first round is. stoppages as well so mm. Marias is absolutely on fire so it's a cracking five rounder to be honest with you so I'm looking forward to it to be honest the entire card Good. Is stacked a bit. I think yeah, this is really a brilliant good. card. We often talk about the non pay per view UFC events being one to watch, and would sometimes you, it's the mad ones. But do you not remember last this time last year? It, it's, it felt like a really slow start to the year, and then they went to uh, Curitiba. Yeah. And Curitiba was like, fucking Just hell. bonkers. Everybody was getting knocked out. It yeah. was unbelievable. So, yeah. very, very similar to our, um, how this is setting up for Fortaleza this weekend. Aldo versus Marcano is a good fight. I mean, a, Aldo's got some balls, man. I mean, of course he's got some balls. He's one of the best of all time. But to get in, it's like getting in with these young killers. What are you doing? What are you doing getting in with these lads? Because you're risking your career, basically. Because if yeah. this kid mows him out, it's like a changing of the guard. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But he's at that position, isn't he? That is, you know, he's Jose Aldo. Yeah. He can't come right down back the la- right back down the ladder, can he? No. And he's still right in the mix. If if Max moves up, which he probably will do to fight Connor, it's not going to happen at featherweight. So if Max goes up to lightweight to fight Connor, um, then the belt becomes vacant and a big win in. Jose Aldo's name is back in the frame again. So how, how big was the victory against Stevens last time out, man? That's huge. Like career saving, that one. Exactly, yeah. Absolutely career saving. Similar to our boxing show, talking about Kovalev fighting this weekend. Career saving. But they're all career saving for Aldo now. Mm. He can't afford he can't afford to lose against Moicano. He's a fucking national treasure in Brazil. Mm. He can't lose on home turf in a co-main. It, it just can't be done. So um I'm expecting a big performance from Jose Aldo, to be honest, even though I think Moicano's the real deal. I think he's a tough kid. I just think that uh, sometimes, you know, you get caught in the headlights a little bit and I think um, once he stands across from Jose Aldo, it'll become all a little bit too real for him. And Aldo proved last time out against against Jeremy Stevens that he's certainly got, still got something left in the tank. Mm. Uh, your boy's on, isn't he? The old backpack. Damien. Damien Meyer himself, me boy. That's it. Damien. Taking on Lyman Good. Lyman Good is the former uh, Bellator welterweight uh, champion. Yeah. Um, in, in fact, I actually think I remember watching him lose his title to Askren. I think. Lyman Good. Mm, did he? Might have done. Yeah, I think you're right. I anyway. You're right. Yeah, Damien he Meyer. He did, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, a, you know... <clears throat> 
I think this is a... a They're all tough fights, let's yeah, it be honest. It is a tough fight, but I think this one is one where Demian Meyer has been given an opponent that he could quite comfortably beat because this is a geezer, I think he's from a Mai Tai background, he's, a, he's more yeah. of a stand-up striker. Yeah. And as soon as Demian Meyer gets a fucking backpack on him, which he will do at some point, it's game over. No, that, that's what it's like in the, for the majority of USC fighters against Demian Meyer. But I just think this one is one of those where there's a real... Not, he's not been fed him, but it just feels like there's the style... We know that you can beat this style. Go and do your thing. Yeah. I know what you're saying, but, you know, last time out, I'm a good for Ben Saunders, and Ben Saunders' ground game is six. So, you know, he's a bit of a submission wizard. I mean, he starts them out in the first round. Your jiu-jitsu is only good if he can get on the back. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, Damon, Damon Meyer, if he gets you back, you're in the whole world of trouble. But Lyman Good's no joke, man. He's been a pretty, you know, this is his 26 pro fight. He's never been submitted. So... You know, you'd like to think that he knows what he's getting into with Damian Meyer. If he can keep the fight standing, I think it's Lyman Good's fight to Do you win think he can? Day. Do you think he can keep it standing? Yeah, I think he probably can, to be honest with you. Listen, I'm a huge Damian Meyer fan. Obviously, he's my boy. But, uh, you know, he's, he's he's lost his last three, albeit at the very top of the dis- division. And he's and he's a one-trick pony. Now, he's amazing at it. You know, if you give him your back, if you put a fucking two jiu-jitsu geese on these guys and say, go for it, it's not even a conversation. Problem is, this is not jiu-jitsu, it's MMA. Mm, so, mm, mm. you know, Tyron Woodley, Colby Covington and Kamari Woodsman, back to back, all absolutely ground them out to unanimous points decisions and they survived 25 minutes with him. So, Lyman good. If he can survive with him, then great. But I think Damian Meyer back on Brazilian soil as well. Brazil behind him. I think he won't be afraid to pull. Sometimes I think some of these Brazilians, certainly on the road, are a bit like, I don't want to pull guard. I don't want to, you know, play my jiu-jitsu card. You know, I'm in America. I want to try and knock this guy out because I've been working on my hands. And mm. hopefully being back in Brazil, it'll be a bit more like the, the Brazilian fans will want him to take Lyman Goodgarn. We'll want him to pull guard. We'll want him to, to get us back and submit him. Um, it's all about what Lyman Good's defense is like. If Lyman Good can survive, like the other three guys I've done, 41-year-old Damian Meyer. If he can keep the fight standing and tie those 41-year-old legs down, I think it's Lyman Good's fight to win. I, to be honest, uh, if I was a better man than I am, I think Lyman Good's probably going to win this one. Mm, okay. Um, Charles Oliveira against David Timor. Brilliant. Great fight, isn't it? I think it's a brilliant fight. David Timor is fucking unreal. Absolutely unreal. I think he's he, he's been a sense he's been a bit of a revelation. I didn't expect him to be this good when he he got beat on tough, didn't he? Uh, pretty early on, I think it was in the quarters or the semi-finals or whatever. Uh, that was a few years ago now. The, the Conor McGregor tough, if you remember. Mm. I think he was on Conor's team. Um, and then he's come into the UFC kind of like, uh, okay, well, we'll give him a chance because, you know, as usual with the Europeans who go on tough and do all right, it's like, oh, we've got a fight, we've got a fight card in Europe. We'll bang it on in there. I think he debuted in London. Uh, and since then, he fucking hasn't looked back. You know, since his debut in London, he's won five, five straight. Um, he's had a couple of he's had a fight of the night. He beat Lando Venata, Drakkar, closer, all the Star Wars characters. <laughs> he's he's been brilliant. So this is a massive opportunity for him to absolutely jump up the uh, jump up the rankings because Cowboy Oliveira, as we know, is um, is is a well ranked guy. So not Cowboy is it's Charles Oliveira. So yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's a, he's a highly ranked guy in this division. So um, and uh, you know. That would be a massive scalp for David Timor, and I fancy Timor in this one. I really do. Mm. Um, my favourite named uh, Brazilian is yes. fighting uh, this weekend. Yes. Now I know what you're thinking: Is it Ronaldo? Is it uh, Bebeto? No, it's none of them, lads. It's Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker's <laughs> rocking out. You heard us last year go crazy for Johnny Walker with a sensational knockout victory. He's back in action this weekend. He's taking on Justin Ledet. Justin Ledet, I remember him um, fighting Godbeer. 
in Dublin. Yeah. I think it was on the Masassi undercard with yeah. Hall. Um, and he choked him out quite quickly in that uh, in that fight. But this is a great matchup. Again, we're talking about styles a little bit earlier on where I was talking about Demian Meyer and Lyman Good. This is a perfect style matchup. There's a geezer. He's massive, is uh, mm-hmm. Johnny Walker, and he's absolutely huge. Um, and he can whack. Whereas the other kid, fantastic grapple game. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how these styles uh, match up. Yeah, that Ledet, he was like 3-0 and in the UFC in the heavyweight division. And then he moved down to light heavyweight last time out and got beat. I think it was in Germany. Um, so, I don't understand. When, the, the when it ain't process. broke, yeah, when it ain't broke, you know, why fuck with it? So, uh, I, I think he'll, I think Johnny Walker's an absolute beast. You know, we're huge fans of his, aren't we? So, uh, Tong Po, isn't he? He is the real life Tong Po with that big Mohican and shit. So, I, I'm expecting to steamroll Ledet, even though Ledet's not never been knocked out. I, I'm expecting a sensational performance. My tip for performance of the night, the knockout of the night, Johnny Walker against Ledet on the main card. And elbow, Stan, yeah. standing elbow, do you reckon? He loves one of them. I'm going for flying knee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going this for, is how precise we're getting yeah, now. I'm going for a flying <laughs> knee and then raining down shots as the referee pushes them off. I'm going for a um, a walk away knockout. I reckon it's gonna Whoa. one shot. An elbow? Yeah, little, close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A cheeky yeah. elbow on the inside. Reverse, like a reverse <laughs> spinning elbow. Spinning elbow. Right on the whiskers, <laughs> bang, he's gone. Oh, Johnny. I tell you what, we, there's been a lot of whiskey talk on this I show this week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Anything else catching your eye? They're the main ones for me. Johnny Walker's uh, getting involved and obviously Aldo and the main event. Yeah. They're the ones that stand out for me. Is there anything else further down than prelims that really catches your eye? There's a there's a couple of you know, a couple of guys on here that no one's really heard of. I think they're making the UFC debuts and they're always interesting to look out for because you're kinda like, well, who the fuck is this guy and what's he gonna do kind of thing. Um so there's one or two on there. There's a name of Gomadov on there, which obviously makes you go, Oh shit. Yeah. Uh Saeed, isn't it? Saeed, name of Gomadov, yeah, yeah. So um Kid looks like an absolute beast. You know, he's lost one in 13. Um, and, you know, he comes into the UFC. I think he came into the UFC last time against Scoggins with a with a points decision. So I'll be keeping an eye on him, obviously. But um, the one I'm... the one I'm, It's hard to say I'm looking forward to it because I'm not really looking forward to it, but I will be watching it through, um, through my fingers, hiding behind the pillow. And that's um, Thiago Alves, mm. the artist formerly known as Thiago Alves. He just looks absolutely shot worn to bits at the moment, and uh, you know I think he's won one in the last I don't know four or five years. Um, but he's a name, obviously a you know a former UFC title contender, um, one time top welterweight. Now I don't think he's won back to back fights since fucking UFC ninety or whatever it was. You know what I mean? We're talking ten years. Uh, and it's always hard to watch guys like that because, you know, there was a time when I was chasing Thiago Alves for cover interviews and big stories and he was the man, you know, he was right up there. He was about to challenge George St-Pierre. He just beat John Fitch. He was he was red hot. And and now to see how his performances have deteriorated, how his chin has just shot to bits. You know, it, it's, it's hard sometimes watching these guys because you remember when they were there and you mm. know why he's still doing it. He's still doing it because he wants to be there again. He wants to be on the cover of magazines again. He wants to be in title fights. He wants it. But it's like he's the last to know. His chin's gone. You know, and that's... Seeing him fighting here against Max Griffin. You know, and Max Griffin so far in the UFC, you know, he's not he's not been any kind of whale beater or anything. But, you know, he's had, big, he had a good win against Max Perry. He lost last time out. 
sure sure it was. Uh, he lost against Kobe Covington, so he's he's only losing against good guys. So you'd see Max Griffin here knows that he's just going to steamroll Thiago Alves and just try and smoke him out in the first round. I would love Alves to win, just for old times' sake. But the problem is that ain't he ain't going to win and go. That's all I wanted. I just wanted to get back in the win column, no. back in Brazil. I'm good. Thank you. Legacy bomb. I'm getting off. Unfortunately, you know, if he beats Max Griffin, he's like, okay, I'm back now. Here we go. I'm going to have a title mm. pun, mm. title run, and then someone smokes him in the next fight. So, I kind of want to see Thiago lose, lose, but I also, I don't want him to go out like that. It's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to watch. So, that that's the one I'm kind of fearing. But uh, again, from top to bottom, this card's pretty much stacked. There's loads of talent on there, loads of guys to look out for, loads of Brazilians, which means the atmosphere is going to be absolutely insane. Um, so I'm excited for it, man. That that Nurmagomedov versus Ramos, that's one to look out for because Ramos, obviously a Brazilian guy, only lost one in 13 fights, I think it is. He's looked good in the UFC so far. He had that spinning elbow uh, performance at the night knockout against Zahabi. Um, in 2017. Wow, was that 2017? Jesus Christ. Uh, over a year ago. My God, this guy needs to get active. But Ramos looks decent. So Ramos versus Nemogomedov. That could be the early smoke show. But look no further than Johnny Walker for performance of the night. Let's pray my boy Damian Meyer is able to get Lyman Goods back, but I don't think he will. And uh, Jose Aldo, once again, fighting to keep himself relevant. Mm. Um, this week, me and Nick are having a little bit of a trip down to London town because uh, there's a certain scouser doing a press conference for UFC London. Uh, Jorge Masvidal is also in town. We'll have a little bit of a chinwag we in. I'm led to believe that Leon Edwards uh, will be there, even though Gunny Nelson, I believe, won't be in attendance. So hopefully we'll get a little bit of uh, YouTube action for you from the lads. We'll have a little bit of a chinwag with them. Uh, and that kind of segues me in nicely to uh, Darren Till's Twitter this week because I'm getting loads of messages saying, is... Uh, is Darren all right? Listen, that's just Darren doing what Darren does. You know what I mean? I'll read a couple of messages out from the last 24 hours. Ben, 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 you're a fat wanker. Ben, you're a wanker. The UFC were begging everyone to fight at London and Santiago and Rafael were organising their own matchup so they don't have to fight me. Laughy cry your face. Crazy fat shitbags. Uh, we move on to other messages that uh, that are on there. Ben Askren sucks big, horrible herpes cock. Oh, that sounds nasty. That sounds nasty, that. I've been there, mate. Um, Doss Shithouse and Ponzi Shithouse will never fight each other because they try to be rats behind the UFC's back and were too scared to fight me. Ha, 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 ha. You absolute muppets. Uh, that's just Till doing his thing. We'll get some of that on camera this week. No question about it. And I'd also like to thank Till for using the word shithouse, which, if I'm not mistaken, we kind of drummed into him last time he was doing an interview with us, maybe this time last year. And he's gone with it. He started to use it. He started to call people out calling them shithouses now, doesn't he? That's it? a good one. I like the word sh- I like the shithouse part. That's of it. Well, we told him, didn't we, when he fought Cerrone? He mm-hmm. said, listen, we know we love Cerrone. Get yourself on that stage and call him a shithouse. I don't think he did on that particular occasion. He saved it for the big boys. He saved it for Ponzinibbio. He saved it for uh, RDA. Yeah. Uh, giving it the bing. And I like Darren when he's uh, when he's in this type of mood. You know what I mean? He's obviously got a fight booked. He's uh, he's starting to cut weight. Yeah. He's starting to uh, starting to get a little bit grouchy. He's starting to become like Darren Till. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He's just he's obsessed with this quad at the moment as well. Have you noticed? His, his I noticed they were out and about social yesterday. Media's yeah, full of. Does Colin know? Does he does? Have they taken out extra insurance? Have they? Probably not. You know what he's like. He's daft as a brush. But I know Colin's desperate. So if anyone out there wants to buy a quad, yeah, just ring Colin. Discount. Colin's selling Our it. Price. Colin's selling it behind his back. He wants to get shot of it. Full kit. He's got. He's got all the helmet. He's got all the gear. Yeah, honestly, God. Mad. Mm. 
Mm. Bit of news breaking in as well, not MMA related, but fight sports related. George Groves has just announced his retirement. Has he really? Lunchtime Monday, so... Um, incredible career, 32 fights over 11 years. Obviously, he became world champion, that was the pinnacle for George, but I think we've seen against Eubanker's body was breaking down when he had that shoulder injury, and then obviously uh, Father Time caught up with him a little bit, or should I say, the rest of uh, the younger men in the division caught up with him a little bit, and when... Uh, when Callum Smith smoked him in the World Boxing Super Series final, but I think, I think it's the right decision for George. Yeah, he, he's, listen, his legacies are short. He's a WBA job done, world champion in the bank. In fact, not only that, he was at one point in time he was the number one ranked twelve stone fighter on the planet. No one can ever take that away from him. There you go. Although, bet James DeGale's got it. DeGale wanted that win back, didn't he? He wanted that. Mm. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. Uh, we will keep you up to date with everything that's going on at UFC London because the press conference for that is this week. So make sure you're all over our YouTube channel at Fight Disciples there. Um, if you have only just stumbled across us, you can subscribe to this. Um, please do so via iTunes, Fight Disciples. And if you need an Android feed like a Spotify or something like that, you can get it on fightdisciples.com. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.